Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show. This episode is one of two Patreon vote winners this month. Why two? Not because we had two votes, but because there was a tie. Uh, the vote was a bunch of horror comedies. We already did The Final Girls, we did that earlier in the month. Uh, but this episode is going to be The Cabin in the Woods, which is the 2012 uh, satirical horror movie which is written by Joss Whedon, or co-written by Joss Whedon with Drew Goddard, and Drew Goddard is the director. Um, what's funny about Drew Goddard? Which, by the way, both these guys, hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, might I add. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but both these, uh, with Drew Goddard, what, what I think is interesting is, I knew him from, I knew his name from Buffy, right? I knew he was a writer on Buffy, but like, it, his episodes specifically didn't stand out to me, I don't think, not from memory anyway. So, seeing this, I remember being like, oh, Drugard? I wonder what he's like as a director. Uh, so, not to spoil my opinions, but it's very <laughs> positive. Uh, so, we're going to start spoiler-free, as we usually do. And I'll, we'll warn you before we go into spoilers, and that'll be somewhere in the middle. So, what is Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods is a movie about a group of friends who are all college age who get together to go to a cabin for the weekend. In the Woods. Because one of them's got a cousin who bought this cabin, they go there, and of course creepy things start happening. But wait, there's a control room somewhere underground with scientists like controlling what's happening to them. This is weird. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Who can say? That's Cabin in the Woods. Tim, yeah. <laughs> do you enjoy Cabin in the Woods? Uh, I mean, it's okay. I don't... Yeah, I'm kidding. It's uh, it's uh, freaking amazing. Uh, uh, Tim, just for, I, sometimes I don't know with your weird opinions. Like, am I going? So I don't know if I'm going to get normal Tim or boy loving Tim. And you know, boy loving Tim is the, the Tim that would dislike a movie like this. That, that's boy loving Tim. I I feel like maybe we can call it the boy loving Tim because boy loving Tim sounds like something different that is maybe could be misconstrued. I'm okay with that phrase. The, the boy movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, do you know that MGMT song, Kids? No. You don't? Do, 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 do. Okay, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's anyway, it's called, okay. the name of that song is Kids. So, you know, someone asked me my opinion about that song once. I said, I love kids. And then I went, oh, God, no. no don't say it like that. God damn it! Name your movies something appropriate. They can't can't be taken the wrong way. But yes, Tim loves <laughs> Tim loves boys. Uh, so <laughs> nope, not not in that way. No, uh, th- this movie though is uh, it's phenomenal. It's uh, you know, God. I mean, if you're obviously if you're watching this, probably a fan of horror. And if you're a fan of horror you must have seen this uh, i can't imagine someone who hasn't uh, but it's so good it, it works uh, as a great movie like on itself but then on as like a horror lover there's so much like love lettery you know fan servicey stuff it's what, funny cause but done in such a fun smart way yeah it's like it's got a love letter fan servicey thing but there's also like a cynical tangent to it that's like hey sure, yeah. stop doing the same <laughs> things over and over again do something new you assholes there is kind of like a message there as well obviously there's a lot of meta stuff going on there's a lot of a lot of this stuff uh that was a very demonic sounding motorbike <laughs> for the record outside. so um I was going to say. Oh, you said something uh, just at the start. I said if you lo- if you watch this show, you probably love horror. I actually, there's at least one person that's commented who says they don't really like horror movies, but they like watching this show. 
Hey, power to you! Like I, I'm, I'm fine with that. If you if you enjoy us <laughs> rambling on about them, and you don't care about them. That's fine. Like, go for it. Uh, so, so, so first things first. I, I, obviously, I'm a big Buffy fan uh, mm-hmm. and Angel and Firefly. So naturally, I'm a bit of a Ween fan. And then after that, he did Dollhouse briefly, and then he was kind of missing for a little bit. There wasn't, there was, you know, there was a little vacuum for a little while where he wasn't really. And obviously, he was doing Avengers. Like, and this came out the same year as Avengers. Avengers was a couple of months after this. And I knew this because this was one of these movies that had been shelved. It was like completed like two years earlier or something like that, and it was sitting on a it's shelf. It's a crime that like this was ever like put on yeah. hold. It, 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 it was apparently something to do with because at the time MGM were kind of in a dire okay. straits. So it was, you know, it was like a financial thing. It wasn't because they saw it and went, "Oh, this is bad. This won't do well." Mm-hmm. It was very different, and I don't think it's a coincidence that Chris Hemsworth's in it. And it was like. Mm-hmm. Oh, now Thor's a thing. He's big now. Like he was a nobody yeah. when we made this, and then all of a sudden he's a name. Like we can promote <laughs> this with Chris Hemsworth in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you get that, but like I just, and I didn't know what to expect. Like a, a horror movie written by Whedon, but obviously it's mm-hmm. it's not a straight horror movie per se. It's, it's got all these other elements to it. But you know, it, it's funny. You don't really lump him in as like a horror guy, but I mean, he Buffy did Buffy, Angel. which is like. Yeah, those are very, um, yeah, I mean, people might remember it more for some of the comedy or the quippiness or or whatever, but no, it's like, there's, you know, that is like a horror show. There's tons of monsters and, you know, there's some like legitimately creepy stuff in it from time to time. And yeah, he's like fully, um, you know, maybe not like, you know, uh, a horror master or something, but he knows, he seems to know what he's doing or at least knows somewhat, you know, about the genre. Yeah, he doesn't seem to... It, it, it doesn't, like, it's not like he, I don't think he would necessarily ever make a straight horror movie that's just this terrifying, like, you know, mm-hmm. through dread, but he seems to love the genre because he plays with all the, the all the toys that come with it. Like, he likes yeah. to do that, I guess that's how I'd put it. And, and hey, if there's any movie that I'd say is playing with the horror toys, it's this movie. <laughs> you know, where, yeah. where it goes later on in the, the film and stuff. Uh so it is a very funny movie. Like I mean, the opening like is the the, the two guys you know played by Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. Uh, d- love down in Richard the, Jenkins. Yeah, I, I love both these guys. These guys yeah. like uh, are hilarious, and I think you you got them down in this control room, and they're like them cracking jokes, them treating this like an everyday at the, the office. Uh, and so I, actually. Actually, that this is a great question. Um, mm. <laughs> that what? feels like I was just like patting myself on the yeah, back. Yeah, there was all this anticipation, Tim. Now I'm expecting <laughs> the best question I've ever heard in my life. Hit me, Tim. Hit me with this. I'm ready. I'm braced. But, uh, so when you when you first watch this, did you have any idea what the premise is, or were you just going in like completely blind? Blind. I think I was blind. Yeah. Uh, I, I I I knew there was a satire element, but I had no mm-hmm. idea that it was what it was. I, and I remember vividly, actually, this isn't a spoiler, this is like one of the opening scenes, like after the opening scene down there where it's just the two guys talking about like his baby cabinets and how he's, he's annoyed <laughs> that everything's baby-proof, uh, yeah. and we're introduced to the main like teens and our, you know college students and they're like getting ready to go on this trip and they leave in the RV and the camera goes up to the roof and there's a, like a sniper on the roof and he's like, <laughs> right, they're moving and I'm like, what the hell is this movie? Like, what's going on? Um, and it, it it sucks that this doesn't happen more often like in this day and age where everything is spoiled like mm. you know five months before the movie comes out the trailer gives away the ending like man it was uh yeah so yeah i forget like the you know when this came out but um 
pretty sure I saw it pretty I don't, early on. Uh, I'm not even sure if I ever saw a trailer for this, actually, which is weird, given that I was anticipating that when it came so, out. But So wait, did it come out in 2012, or is that when it got shelved? No, that's when it came out. It came out in, like, March okay. time, Okay. 2012. Right, yeah, I was going to say, I think I was still living uh, at home when I saw this, which, um, you know, one of the great things about living out in L.A. is, like, all those hard-to-find movies are mm. usually generally playing around here somewhere. But I remember, like, really going out of my way to try and find a theater that was playing this, and luckily I found it. And, man, it was just so cool, like, not knowing anything about it other than it's like, oh, awesome, horror the, movie, Joss Whedon, I'm in. And then, the, yeah, the, the places it goes and everything. Yeah, the, the last, like, 30 minutes... And everything it does, which, you know, is the sort of thing where if, if they did put a single moment of any of that in the trailer, they were fools for putting it yeah. in there. Like, th- that that entire last act is batshit insane and, and just not what you kind of expect going in, I don't think. And when I, uh, so there's a moment before that kind of starts happening where I legitimately thought the movie was over. Like, I <laughs> thought, like, oh, wow, we're done. And then yeah. it goes into, like, so much more that that is so awesome. Yeah, it's funny because I mean I I love Scream. We've not done Scream in the show yet. We will at some point. We'll do the Scream movies, of course we will. Um, but I actually prefer this to Scream as a as a satire oh, yeah. to horror movies, like, as a mm-hmm. as a deconstruction of the truth. Because I mean it's kind of debatable which one you like. Because Scream is still kind of taking itself serious to a point, and not that this doesn't take itself seriously, but this is definitely going much further with it and saying, oh no, that's this we're going wacky with the premise and we're doing all these other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way it calls out a lot of tropes that even Scream wouldn't do. Because Scream is, again, mm. just a slasher sort of deconstruction, whereas this mm. is a deconstruction of as many horror movies as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it just it works fantastically. Uh, mm. It's very funny. It's very, like... Honestly, if you put this... like Obviously, we call this a horror comedy, and it's mm. debatable how much of a comedy you think it is, but I think if you wanted to call it a straight comedy, you could. It is that funny. It is sure. that, it's frequently yeah. so funny... That you could do that, and it. Yeah. And what, what and I, I love is a lot of the laughs come from like the horror tropes. Like if if you know horror movies, it's even funnier than it would be if you didn't. Yeah, that that's the only thing I would say is like I'm not sure if you're not like, you know, entrenched, uh, yeah, as like a horror loving nerd, like how like I I think you would still, you know, like stuff about this, and there's still like enough you know, kind of pop culture osmosis horror stuff that you would understand. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I wonder how much like, you know, people would really appreciate or enjoy it if, you know, they're not you know, like big time horror loving dudes. Yeah, I feel like people who are, aren't into horror would probably come out going, yeah, it was okay. That was a seven. Yeah. I feel like that's <laughs> what they'd come out saying. Whereas I feel like if you're a horror fan, you come out of this and you're feeling a lot more... I mean, obviously, I'm sure there's horror fans who hate it for whatever reason, because, you know, every movie, even the best movies have the detractors, right. and even the worst movies have mm-hmm. the lovers for some strange reason. <laughs> and sometimes I'm in the minority, like, that's okay, but I feel like for mm-hmm. most horror fans, like, coming out of this, if you if you like the sense of humour that it's bringing to the table, uh, you come out loving uh, a lot of what it does. Yeah. Uh, so, cast is great, there's some Whedon regulars in there, Amy Acker is... <sighs> As uh, one of the scientists down the pit, Tom Links even uh, down there. Uh, you got Frank Kranz, one of the, the college students. He was in Dollhouse. Uh, he's pretty good. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So you, you got a few regulars uh, creeping mm-hmm. in here, here or there. Um, that said, the rest of the cast are all pretty. Obviously, we mentioned Hemsworth. I think mm-hmm. one of my favorite things it does with the characters actually is the the college students. They're actually all pretty reasonable, normal, middle ground people. But mm-hmm. part of the the whole thing is that they try and turn them into the the archetypes. 
they try and make yeah, one of them the slutty blonde great. when she's not mm-hmm. really the slutty blonde. They try and make one the, the the last final virgin, even though she's not a virgin. They they mm-hmm. try and make Chris Hemsworth the dumb big jock, even though he's not actually mm-hmm. a dumb guy. Like you know, he's at the start of the movie, he's like, no, don't read that that philosophy book. Read this one. This one's much yeah. much more. Like, you know, he's <laughs> definitely not that character. But yeah. they try and fit them into those roles to make it to make their horror you know thing work. Uh, so no, it, it does all that kind of stuff. Uh, really fun, and I feel like I'm just dancing around spoilers now. So, <laughs> with that said, I think we will dive head on first into the mm-hmm. plot of Cabin in the Woods, so I can actually talk about things as we mm-hmm. as we go. Uh, so, <laughs> where where to be? Where to begin? Do I want to talk about? So so yeah. So so the, the overall plot of this movie is mm-hmm. that to appease. The, the the old ones, the old gods who are beneath mm-hmm. the earth, this this secret organization have to give essentially sacrificial offerings. Kind of, kind of like because at one point someone even cracks a joke about, "Oh, I, I missed the day when you could just throw someone in a volcano." Um, mm-hmm. And so the idea this is now they have to sacrifice people, but they have to do it in a way that entertains them. It, ha- it can't just be kill them. It has to be no. They go through all the all the motions and the rules like a horror movie. So, and you have them in different countries. You have Japan doing theirs, and Japan's <laughs> doing the, the scary, creepy ghost. Yeah. But we have, this is the American uh, station, and they've got the kids at the cabin in the woods, and they have to sacrifice them. And part of that is that they, they have to let the kids pick what their, their enemy's going to be. So mm-hmm. they go into the basement, and the idea is that everything in the basement's like a trigger for one of the enemies. <laughs> so it's like, you know, one's like the Book of the Dead, for, you know, to compare it to another horror movie, and that would, like, mm-hmm. trigger one thing. One's like, it's a, it's a sphere, but it's basically the, 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 the cube from Hellraiser. Hellraiser, And it's yeah. like a pyramid head type character is one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's all these different things. They pick their thing, they go through it. But of course, our characters will uncover what's actually going on. Partly because the, 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 the pothead is the stuff he's smoking is so strong that he actually counteracts all of the drugs that they pump into the atmosphere to make them susceptible to what's going on. And we end up going down into the into the lab and all sorts of crazy shenanigans unfold. Honestly, the first thing I want to talk about as a nerd is I want to talk about the board. Because one of the fun things they do yeah. early on is that all the workers in this place are all betting on which thing they're going to pick. Because they're all watching. They're all watching this big like, monitor, this big TV they've got. Mm-hmm. And they're all pick, and taking bets. They've got this big board out of all the different possibilities. Like, this movie is the reason why the pause button was invented. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, as a nerd, you just really want to, like, see everything that's on the board. And then later when, you know, you start getting kind of, you know, into the action scenes with, like, the little glimpses and stuff of the monsters, it's like there's so much going on that it just fills you with so much glee to just pause it and look around and see all the little jokes and stuff. And Guess what I just Googled? Uh, the board? <laughs> yeah. Oh, someone actually <laughs> wrote Broke a it down. proper version of it. Hold on. Um, right, so I'm looking, I'm looking at the board. And mm-hmm. I just want to talk, because what I love is that you actually see most of what's on this board by the end of the movie. Even if it's mm-hmm. just a small like thing in the background, you see a lot of them. Um, there's there's two that I think you don't see. Although actually, on this viewing, I caught one that might be one of them. Actually, okay. Um, and there's a few you don't see, I think. But well, I'll just read them all off. Here's, here's all the options, right? <laughs> so you got werewolf, alien, beast, mutants, wraiths, zombies, rip, rip, reptiles, reptilicus. 
don't know, it's hard to read that one, but it's something that mm-hmm. way. Clowns, witches, sexy witches, that's a separate option. <laughs> <laughs> Demons, Hell Lord, Angry Angry mm, Angry Something Tree. Mol Mol Sink? Mol Stink. Okay, interesting. Uh, giant Snake, you see that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Dead Eights, that's a nice little reference. So obviously, yeah. I don't think they show them, show that one because of, you know rights, but they can put it in as a joke. This is my favorite one on the board. The next one, Kevin. <laughs> That's really funny. But what I love about it is it actually makes a lot of sense because it's basically the Michael or Jason, but it's yeah. just Kevin. Uh, I didn't think you saw him, but actually later on, when all the stuff's going down in the lab, there's like a one of the security cameras. You see someone like being like uh, suffocated with a plastic bag. I think that might oh, be Kevin okay. doing that because he looks like a normal dude. Okay, all right. Like I say, I've seen this a few times now, so now I'm paying attention, <laughs> looking for for more. Uh, Mummy, the bride, uh, the scarecrow folk. <laughs> Ooh, I, I think we actually get a glimpse of those. I thought yeah. those are pretty. Cool. Uh, one that we don't see, and I wish we did. Honestly, is Snowman. I wish we saw the Ooh, Snowman. That'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Bat, we got that one. Vampires. Uh, this dismemberment goblins, uh, <laughs> sugar plum fairy, merman. Mm. We definitely see the merman. There's some good yep. merman jokes. Uh, Maybe I, I, I was gonna ask you later on, like what your favorite joke in the movie is. Uh, and I feel like that one is so hard to beat, but there are a couple other really good oh, ones. But that, that is such amazing payoff. Uh, yeah, because obviously one of the guys, uh, Whitford's character He's like obsessed with the merman. He like keeps wanting to see him and yeah. he never gets to. He bets on the merman every single year and never wins. And then of course you get this payoff at the end where he's killed by a merman. And it's it's a great and thing because it, it it's amazing. The smokes there and he just you sort of see him and the music gets kind of sweet like he's finally getting yeah. his wish. But he's just oh come on you got to be kidding me and then he gets yeah. killed. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, the reanimated unicorn. That may be my favorite. Of the, yeah, the unicorn it's scene really is good. out of nowhere and it cracked me up. Uh, Huron. I'm not, sure. mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Wendigo slash Yeti slash Sasquatch. All the same mm-hmm. thing. Uh, dolls, <laughs> that's a good one. The Doctors. Oh. Uh, zombie Redneck Torture Family. That's the one they actually pick. Yeah, uh, the Buckners, I believe. Yeah. The Hackle Lantern. The <laughs> Giant. And then the Twins. Um, which one do you think the Creepy Mask family are? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I feel like they probably. I feel like they're on this board because I feel like they didn't just throw in random things yeah. as well. Um, mm. well. That's interesting. Was, it, was there one for the the robot thing? Oh, that's true. Yeah, it was like a robot scorpion thing. Yeah. Is that, that the Huron? Maybe. Is that? Yeah, maybe that's that, or maybe that's. Yeah. No, nah, that's that's no. Scorpion's not a reptile. It can't be that. Him. But yeah, yeah, maybe maybe Huron. That could be that. Uh, it's uh it's actually one of the things i was thinking of uh with this movie it's it almost feels unfair that there are like so many movies that we watch that just have like bland unforgettable villains or whatever and this has like 50 like yeah like so many amazing creatures that like honestly everyone that we see in this movie i'm like i want to see more of that thing like i like the, uh, yeah, the, the vast majority of them. Yeah, Robot Scorpion, yes. That creepy, like, mask family. I mean, they're basically just, like, a version of the, the Strangers like, characters. Yeah. But, like, yeah, sure. Like, their version of Pinhead with the the, the, yeah. the, uh, the buzzsaw blades in his head. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me more of him. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll take him. 
Yeah, and like the, yeah, like you, you said, the unicorn, the merman, the, uh, the like ballet with just like teeth, the ballet oh, dance with yeah, like teeth for a face. Yeah. She she was and, very uh, like Silent Hill looking. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she she was great. I I, I like uh, I like the bat actually. The bat seems really simple, but yeah. I like how just sort of demonic it feels. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of like that. You don't see any. The vampires are on the board. You don't see any, and I think that's kind of almost a joke because Whedon's known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like <laughs> oh, the one yeah, thing yeah. you don't really see is the vampires, unless I mean maybe you can see them like somewhere in the in the corner or whatever, but uh, they're certainly not obvious. Yeah, but uh, no. I, I also I like that when the the the, the family's picked and <laughs> the, uh, the, the one of the one of the, the whoever voted for zombies, I uh, was like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I pick zombies. Like, no, no. <laughs> These are the the tortured redneck family zombies. Completely yeah. <laughs> different species here. That's the different different picks. You know, very specific. Yeah, I like that. That was good too. Yeah, which to be fair, it works. It actually makes complete sense because they have a different trigger. Yeah, yeah, they're like yeah. more a uh, magical, like you know, um, kind of like seem like cursed from hell kind of thing. Which actually leads me to kind of one of my favorite running gags in the movie. Well, not running gags, but one of my favorite things it does with the humor. Is that mm-hmm. um, the stoner Helix? He's constantly calling out the bullshit. He's constantly mm-hmm. saying things that make complete sense. Like at one point, like right, we all need to stay together, and then they pump some drugs into the room to make them change their minds. Like, oh no, actually, we should split up. And he's like, "Should we?" <laughs> and yeah. then, but earlier on, when they, when they're reading the book, he's like, "We shouldn't be reading this," and he keeps saying that. And then it gets yeah. to, "Oh, this next part's in Latin." He's like, "I'm drawing the goddamn line. We are not reading the effing <laughs> Latin." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's he's making complete sense. He's like calling out all the stupid like horror movie ideas. It's great. I love uh, how they're playing with yeah the idea that these characters are tropes, but like they're not really supposed to be, but they're slowly being force fed uh, like you know uh, into their roles. <laughs> like there's yeah. one scene with the stoner guy. Uh, I forget like he says something, and then like someone's like, "What'd you say?" And he's like, "Pop tarts." wait what like all of a sudden like he starts acting like he's making sense at first and then he's like getting like real stonery like oh i got the munchies kind of a guy yeah and there's all things because they're feeding like hormones and stuff (laughs) to like make make the the, the horny couple hornier and stuff like that (laughs) just all these little things to uh make them because at one point as well i think uh you know uh dana the 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 sort of the 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 quote-unquote final girl she, (laughs) she like start at one point almost says she's never had sex and she's like wait that's not right I don't mean that. I've had sex. Like, you know, it was it was kind of like this this little moment where whatever they're giving her is is kind of like making her say that. And it's just it's it's such a fun idea. Now, obviously, the, the the whole metaphor here, right? Just just to get this out in the open, is we are the we are the old gods. The audience mm-hmm. are the old gods. We are the ones that are being appeased, and the the director who's played by Scorny Weaver, who's she's the one running this whole thing, is literally a movie director. That that you know, it's literally that's the idea. And all of the different options, and then you have all the different countries doing their options as well. And all the other countries have failed, and it's down to just just this one place. They have to succeed, or the world's going to be destroyed. The old gods will not be pleased. And it's just this idea that because we keep using the same ideas, that eventually like everyone's bored of all of them, and they stop mm-hmm. working, they stop being effective. And it's, yeah. so, it's, so it's, it's a very critical look at how horror movies have kept doing the same thing, largely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a long time, and yeah, and I, I kind of agree with it, but at the same time, like, yeah, I still kind of want a new Friday the Thirteenth movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm definitely part of the problem in that sense, but obviously, new ideas are fantastic. Too. Sure, yeah, 
Yeah, and, and I think there's like you know there are ways to you know pay homage to like a kind of the old style and way of doing things and still having it feel kind of you know new and stuff and I mean as, as long as something is done well you know it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to like break the mold every time but uh yeah that's something I, I didn't like notice like on my like first viewings like obviously you know you get the you know idea that they're you know playing off horror tropes and stuff but um I think like after a while I started realizing like oh no this is like a also just kind of like a you know commentary on like entertainment and storytelling in general like it doesn't necessarily have to apply to just like horror you know that's true yeah like you can see it just you know in general like you know hey these like you know um yeah we're we're like these gods that are making you know these fictional characters kind of dance for us and you know i don't don't know maybe that's uh, not the way it should be or whatever but it's a lot of like really interesting smart ideas that i think like uh, oh yeah this is like it, it works on its own level as just being a like fun you know funny horror movie but there's also like oh there's also like some really like smart cool interesting stuff in here as well yeah, even just the idea there's a lab underneath the cabin yeah. that's doing all this and there's this you know the, 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 this just storage room with all these mm-hmm. all these cubes filled with all these monsters like yeah that's really good stuff and- in fact it's probably one of the creepiest scenes in the movie actually is when they're, they're first mm-hmm. in that cube and they'll look at it, and it's like the the other things oh, yeah. will just appear out of the darkness, and then the little yeah. girls there, then the pinhead looking dudes there, <laughs> and it's uh and it's interesting that like you know ultimately the you know Bruckners are uh, you know they're not <laughs> like the real enemy here like the enemy are these you know these people this lab like they you know he could have escaped like on the bike or whatever or the, the filmmakers yeah. You know, yeah, they're like they're the ones that are torturing you know these people. Actually, maybe I shouldn't say Sigourney Weaver's literally the director. She's more like the uh, the producer. She's the the head of the studio, mm-hmm. and the, yeah. the the two guys in the room are the directors. Arguably, mm-hmm. is more the case. But regardless, regardless, uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, no, it's <laughs> it, it plays mm-hmm. with all that stuff wonderfully. There's just there's so many little moments where it pokes fun at the, the ideas. Obviously, there's some more overt things where, you know, Chris Hemsworth tries to, like, drive the bike to get <laughs> over the over the, the clearing and he, he, he just hits the, the force field that's keeping them inside. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit, that's weird. What did he hit? What did he hit? anything. <laughs> this is weird. What's happening? And that was, like, such a great scene, like, seeing it for the first time and being like, holy shit, I did not see that coming. Hmm. Uh, and, and again, just going back to the characters acting out of character because they're being like convinced to. Like we get b- before um, the couple leave to have sex. You know, like what's her name, uh, Jules. She's like just dancing in front of the fireplace, yeah. like a stripper. <laughs> and like the other characters are just watching, like, what the hell is she doing? Why is she doing this? She never does this. This is weird. It's just yeah. It's kind of like how Final Girls played with the whole idea of like the slutty character attracting the killer. This was doing mm-hmm. this was doing different things with the same tropes. Yeah. It was it was kind of working. Uh, like Final Girls definitely feels kind of like a you know spiritual successor to this movie in, in some ways. Like I, I mean, we might have still gotten it without this movie, but I don't know. They kind of feel like they go hand in hand. The way uh, they just find really interesting ways to you know talk about like you know the genre and tropes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. You you want to talk about favorite jokes, favorite comedy moments? Mm-hmm. I think um, one of my this is a small favorite I'd forgotten about that I really like uh, when they read the, the journal that triggers the the, the, the zombie family. 
mm-hmm. one of the things it mentions is that uh, the, the, the man got the husband bald, right? <laughs> and then yeah. later on, it's just, you know, because they've set up Dana and, uh, you know, the, the guy she doesn't know, uh, Holden, and they're kind of like, eh, they're, they're kind of flirting a little bit. And at one point, mm-hmm. uh, the store just walks past and says, he has husband bald. <laughs> and it's just this funny little moment. It's really good stuff. That's really good. Uh, I think... I mean, other than the uh, the merman, which is so great, and the, the unicorn, oh, and, and the unicorn uh, being awesome, but the um, the harbinger is just so so funny. Oh yeah, when he's on the yeah. speakerphone. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and they're, they're just they're listening to him and they're laughing their heads off because he's so over the top. Which again is one of those tropes. He's basically, you know, we did Friday the Thirteenth one and two mm-hmm. recently, and he's basically Ralph. He's basically the guy's like, oh, it's yeah. got a death curse. You can't go yeah. up there. Um, and he takes his job seriously. Yeah. Uh, which actually reminds me of one of my other funny lines from the stoner. Uh, mm-hmm. It's when they're leaving. He's like, "I hear the railroads coming through here anytime." Yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up. That, it, it's <laughs> full of gems like that. It's, it's really, really good stuff. Uh, yeah. At one point, when they start dancing in the in the cabin, it cuts to the the controllers and they're they're dancing as well. Just kind of like <laughs> uh, that's good when they're having sex and like everyone like it cuts to like she's about to take her top off and like the the entire room's filled with all these lab technicians all just watching and staring and again it's the kind of this meta commentary that they're all just ogling at the 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 potential boobs like that's all it is but it's uh it's really smartly done in that sense um so no it really 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 funny uh i actually i love the opening title as well I, i think the way the title comes up is just really funny Oh yeah, because they're, they're just talking about his, his baby proofing. And he's like, "Oh, do you want to come over this weekend?" And it's just, it's like just after a random sentence, it just comes up Dah! and it says "Calvin in the Woods." Yeah, it's so mundane, and then like it just appears like this giant epic <laughs> title. It's great. Yeah, it's really, really good. Even the introduction to the characters is uh, is quite good because it, it does a really quick job of explaining to you that these characters aren't exactly the stereotypes because. Yeah. You know, like I say, the jock guy is actually quite smart and he gives these... And he, he even jokes, though. He even jokes when he, he thinks his girlfriend's got the books. He does that little bit where he's like, who told you about these? Who told you about these? <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. It, 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 it's a nice introduction to the characters and you get yeah. them. And you know what I, I love is... I feel like the movie does such a good job of like replicating you know, uh, what we would think of as like a standard horror movie that... Um, like the first, you know, couple of times that I watch it, I always get sucked in and then I forget that, you know, these people are acting out of character until someone kind of points it out. They're like, you know, why is, you know, like, yeah, I think, the, you know, the stoner is like, why is like Chris Hemsworth like acting like a, you know, like drunk, like jock when he's like, yeah. you know, studying like, like, uh, what, what do you call it? Like, um, so- philosophy or something. I think like it was that. sociology specifically yeah, he was like, studying. Yeah. And uh, but like the movie, like I, I like I feel like the first like couple times I watched it, I I get so sucked in, I don't even really notice because it feels like you're watching a horror movie, and then someone pointed out like this is wrong, right? And you're yeah. like, yeah, it is. Like that beginning, these people were not these people, and now uh, they're, they're acting totally different. It's just it, it's really really well done. Yeah, it, it, it's it. it. It, it it sets it up well enough that when it starts subverting things, it's not only subverting things in a meta way, it's subverting the characters themselves that have already been set up in the movie. Uh, and that, that really works. Mm-hmm. And then all all five of them, I think, are likeable to varying degrees as yeah. well. 
which which is great. So yeah, there's no one's like really like annoying or jerky or anything. Like and even, they're even, all fa- people you like. Even the lab people, they're all pretty likable. Two guys are great. Oh, yeah. Amy Acker's good, and uh, <laughs> the bodyguard guy who's kind of morally a little bit not sure if like we should be taking so much pleasure in what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you know, he's got the, the moral compass. I, I don't know if he's like specifically supposed to represent the, the you know the, the complaints that get sent into horror movies. Like, oh, these are too violent. <laughs> like our kids shouldn't yeah. be seeing this. Like maybe he represents that. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm stretching at that point. Uh, I I almost want like sequels, but when I say I want sequels, I want the other countries. I want, but okay. not not the same year. I want like a like a prequel essentially with like okay, I want Japan and like mm. like like do you know how like Japan like became big for horror when The Ring came out like before mm-hmm. that like I mean there are some classic J- Japanese horror movies, but yeah. I, I kind of like the idea that they only started to do it in 1998 and like what, like mm-hmm. what was that first year like when they had their idea like yeah. they, like maybe like japan had always been doing it but they'd gotten really bad and they'd been failing every single year for decades and then someone had this idea for the, the videotape or something and then you see what they, they played out like I, I don't know yeah again it's one of those things where you know, uh, a lot of times when he's like a really good like standalone horror movie it's like all right this is good but i don't I don't know if I necessarily need more. And then this is like a weird case where it's like, oh, like there's so much they could explore, but I don't know oh, yeah. how it, I feel about a sequel. It, like, it kind of defeats the point of the movie if you make a yeah. sequel. It, it absolutely does. But at the same time, it's so full of great ideas that you yeah. can't help but feel like so many of these ideas can make movies on their own. Yeah. Like, they I feel really like could. I would- I feel like maybe I'd kind of like a, like, yeah, it would have to be a prequel series, but like uh, maybe like a, I don't know, like, six episode netflix series that's kind of almost like a workplace sitcom or something like the office oh, but yeah. like for these tech guys see, see if you give me jenkins and whitford and like a yeah. prequel series but they're, they're just doing <laughs> like what, what, what is a successful year like when they actually succeed yeah <laughs> you know like um i don't know like was there something they took off the board did, did, did they ban an option because it, it got too bad yeah. one year or something like you know what's that <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's so many options but at the same time yeah it kind of defeats the purpose and I kind of like the idea of leaving it as a standalone movie that we never touch it's just not yeah. what it is it's fantastic and we never go back to it that that could that mm-hmm. could be good uh, so no it's, it's good stuff and I, I love like the just the contrast like see when they go down into the, the lab and they'll stand. It's almost a little bit Resident Evil, actually, the idea that there's a lab underneath. And because they get down yeah. there and they're both like dirty, they're covered in blood and stuff, but they're standing in this ultra clean and sterile lab, this hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like you know, and all of a sudden there's a SWAT team like trying to mow them down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I like how gruesome it gets because up until then, um, like there'd been you know some death and stuff, but it wasn't like super bloody, like. I don't know, it feels like it could have been like PG thirteen up until then, but then it, all of a sudden it gets into like an R movie. Well, there's that moment where like they're in the, the little control room and you realize what they're about to do because I think I think even the first time it hits you what they're about to do. Oh yeah, because like just when they're kind of going through and seeing all the things and and the like cubes or cells or whatever, uh, I remember when I first thought like I had this thought of like, oh man, there's so much cool stuff in here. I, I want to see like all of these things come out and then once you kind of get the inkling that like holy shit are they gonna let them out like you're like yeah. yes <laughs> and all, all the doors open and you just have this barrage of like a giant snake <laughs> the bat the vampires the zombies oh, vampires but the zombies and like all the other things the the robot scorpion thing 
there's a killer clown walking around that you see. You see, yeah. I love the entrance of the creepy family with the, the white masks. Like, they're mm-hmm. really good. Like the whole everything. Like it's great. And I love that if you're really paying attention during the security camera moments, you can kind of see what some of them are doing. Like um, the one of them, one of the powers seems to be that one of the, the villains makes someone kill themselves. Like you can just see that in one of the cameras, oh, and that's what it looks like. Yeah. And then the, the the creepy family are setting that they're doubting someone in gasoline. They're about to set them on yeah, fire. That, there's yeah. like there's just you can you can look for all these little things. It's like it's a mm-hmm. it's a treasure trove if you're into all the this stuff. Yeah, it's great. And I love uh, there's like there's just so much blood. There's like one scene where you get the kind of you know you see this in a lot of movies where like you know like a hand like you know like slams against like a you know window mm. or whatever but there's just like in this there's so much blood on the window it's like you don't you like you don't even fully see the hand you just see like kind of like this bloody imprint like <laughs> uh, taking shape there it's really really cool it's a, and, that's uh, a, that image and it's in and of itself is almost like a metaphor for oversaturation yeah <laughs> you, can't, you can't even see the hand properly because there's just blood everywhere yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great, and I love it. Actually, see when it comes back to that hallway after the carnage has happened, and like mm-hmm. the characters walk out into it, and it's just covered in blood, and there's just like some intestines like on the floor, and it's just it's just a bloodbath. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. This uh, is so good. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just cabin in the woods. Oh, I mean obviously yeah. There's the ending where they sort of have a showdown with Scorny mm-hmm. Weaver and. It's like it's it's, 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 it's yeah. So it's it's almost the weakest part of the movie, just because it's kind of like just dominate the end it now. But like, yeah, it, it's like I feel like that's how they had to end it. Um, but it does feel weird because you know we just got so much thrown at us, and then all of a sudden it's it's still like a pretty crazy ending. But yeah, it is like a little quieter. It is just yeah, these kind of three people, and then like you know like one one or two monsters you know kind of come because then you get the werewolf comes and uh the the that's when the little girl shows up as well right uh, the, from the family from the Bruckners. Yeah. yeah yeah so but which yeah we just had like this big you know mass of monsters and then all of a sudden it's like all right there's a few less but uh I, it, it does feel like the right way that it should have ended like um oh yeah because i mean it ends with basically saying yeah let's not do this anymore and then you know that's what the yeah. giant hand coming up <laughs> at the end does but uh, it, it works really well I, I can't believe they even mentioned the wolf makeout scene oh yeah that's true which by it doesn't even call a wolf he's like oh make, make out with that what was it he says is it squirrel uh, or oh, I forget something I think it's a yeah. moose yeah he's like have you ever seen a moose it's like yeah no it's, and then it's like yeah wow she's really going for it yeah yeah uh, but again, I, I think that shows you that the, the the drugs are kicking in, and she's she's uh, like starting to become this character. Uh, <laughs> but oh, the movie has so much energy. I feel like there's so much like the, the way she goes up to like because it, it it intentionally kind of echoes the you know, that classic kind of oh we're going to go up her body as she walks towards it all sexy mm-hmm. and it's kind of but it's kind of the point. The point is that they're emulating that kind of thing. And yeah. but there's so much energy like the music that plays, the way it kind of comes into it. Uh, it never feels like it's slowing down. I think the pacing in this movie is like perfect. It, yeah, it's it's great. There really isn't a dull moment at all, and it's so rewatchable. Like there are movies that I I like that you know I really really like, but sometimes you got to be like in the right mood to watch them. And this is just one of those anytime movies. Like if I just get a whiff that it's on, or I just you know really need something like you know safe and comforting it's this is such 
uh, like a, a little joy <laughs> to put on and watch, like from start to finish. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so so tightly scripted, so tightly mm-hmm. edited, and just, it, it just it, it never wastes a minute. You never, and I think it's perfect that we get to a point where it's almost we're almost about to get bored of the family chasing the characters, and yeah. that's when. Like we, they, they, like the lab people think they've succeeded. They're all partying and celebrating. Oh, yeah, and the and call. That's what I, yeah, yeah, and I'm sorry. That that's when I what I meant when I said earlier. Like when I first watched this, I thought, okay, this is the end of the movie. Which, uh, if it did end there, it still would have been like, all right, yeah, that was a cool movie. But it goes into like so like yeah. it, the last little bit just elevates it. So, so as, much. as soon as the, it, it takes her, because Marty shows up and takes her into the trap door. As soon as mm-hmm. they're in there, and he's like, "Oh yeah, there's like things down here, and I can rewire it, and we can go down." Like, it, <laughs> it just goes off. It's like it almost is like, yeah, the rest of the movie was fun up until this point, but this is where it was going. This is yeah. what it's about <laughs> now, uh, and like it, it, it doesn't feel like it's a left turn for the sake of a left turn. Just like no, this is naturally where it was going to go, but it's just such a fun, like crazy place to take the movie. And, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, it, it works on multiple levels. It's really funny. It's a good satire. Characters are all likable, and it just it, it it works in the sense of just getting crazier and crazier as it goes. Hmm. Uh, which is which is something I, I tend to try and avoid that that a phrase like that because it it just sounds like a marketing blurb. But this movie really does. Like yeah. I I feel like when you, if you go in blind, you start watching it. I don't think you see this lab with all these different monsters like hmm. coming out at once and all that crazy stuff. You know, it, it's so crazy. I feel like you don't get this a lot in movies, but, um, and, I mean, who knows uh, if this is true or not, but it feels like there wasn't anything that they had to leave out or that they mm. couldn't do. Like, it, there's so many ideas on here. Like, it, it's hard to imagine that... Well, know, probably, that's the was... thing. There probably was, and it's just... Yeah. <laughs> like, this is just, like, they had even more ideas that would have been great. Yeah. Like, Madame Snowman for example but <laughs> you know they, they, they had limitations and that's okay in fact you could even argue that the, the whole the way the movie progresses from being like the simple just the family and then mm-hmm. going down to the lab and all the monsters coming in you could almost take that as a commentary itself on the idea that when you run out of ideas you just start throwing <laughs> just everything throw everything yeah <laughs> you could I actually think that works that's a really good little other way to look at it yeah. so uh no I, okay i guess we'll i guess we'll uh, get yeah. to the to the ratings uh, and I'm sure we've we've left stuff out because the movie's so packed with little <laughs> great details. Uh, so by all means, give us give us your own in the comments and stuff. But yeah, so ratings at ten. What would you give Cabin in the Woods out of ten? You know, uh, sometimes uh, it's tough <laughs> giving out these scores, uh, but I think that I have to I have to give it a a, a perfect ten because I whoa okay. Honestly, I I don't think like I can't think of anything wrong because you know I feel like when I like something you know and it's gonna mm. reach a ten level I kind of have to sit back and say all right if is if there's one thing about this that really bugs me or irks me or that I don't like you know like I I, I almost kind of want to find a reason to knock it down a bit but I don't think I, I can say that in this movie like I don't think Jeez. there's anything that I don't uh, um... like about it. Alright, okay, okay. Um, I, I'm not going to go with the perfect 10. I, I actually will give you a couple of admittedly small okay. c- <laughs> complaints, but um, like I say, I think the final showdown with Sigourney Weaver is actually just you know, just kind of a, a, a tussle. <laughs> you know, mm. after everything else, it's just a little tussle. Uh, okay, and then the okay. other thing I'd maybe criticise a little bit 
is that I think what they pick, and I think this is partly intentional, but I think the ones they pick, the, the zombie family, are one of the mm. least interesting things on the board. Like every, Almost everything else I thought was more interesting. I, I think that's fair, and I do think... Uh, actually, re-watching it, I noticed... Um, I mean, maybe it's just my TV mm. or something, but I, it felt like it was filmed very dark whenever there were scenes with the family in the yeah. woods and stuff. Uh, and I'm not sure if... Um, I mean, again, maybe my TV just sucks or, uh, but I also didn't know if that was almost like a commentary on like sometimes how like bad these movies are filmed or look, but in, in a weird way, I do think, think that that kind of enhances it like it, it, to a point where it's like, you know, this thing that you think the movie's about is not what it's about. You mm. know what I mean? Like, it's, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if I want a lot more, I, I left out. Just I, this is just again the people in the control room manipulating things. <laughs> is that they almost have sex and then they don't, so they pump more pheromones into the air yeah. and then they, <laughs> they, they they put on like a light a little because he's like, oh, watch the master work, and he makes this little sort of moonlight <laughs> patch. It's really romantic, and I was like, oh, this is really good. Uh, but no, I, I love it though. Like, like, I, like I'm, I'm looking for things to criticize. I'm looking for <laughs> things to sort of take it down a little bit. But for me, it is a solid nine out of ten. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so. Which is amazing. Mine is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's an amazing movie. I love Cabin in the Woods. Uh, mm. I thoroughly recommend it. And I, I think if you're a fan of the uh, the Whedon humor, uh, as I am, uh, it is, you know. Which, by the way, just once again, he did create the hit television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. just, just for the record. <laughs> sure. uh, so, no. Uh, so, there, there you go. That is, that is the Cabin in the Woods. Uh, let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below like subscribe all that stuff get us on the twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to support the channel head over to patreon.com slash tv some of the bonuses you get over there if you do sign up especially at the $5 tier which is uh, the, the meatier one uh, you get access to the monthly vote where you get to vote on an episode and uh, next month's uh, vote is all themed on winter movies so people are voting on that up until the end of the month uh, you also get access to the crypt, which is, means you can submit movies that will go into this, what we call the crypt, which is the a to-do list of movies, which you can see, uh, which is a public list. Uh, I'll make sure links for that start going out soon. Uh, but yeah, so you can do that. And yeah, and that keeps us going. That keeps us making episodes and coming back and uh, keeps me putting up with Tim because, you know, sometimes, guys, it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> you like the boy, you absolute freaking maniac. Boy's great. But that's us, guys. So thank you once again for watching <laughs> or listening, because of the audio feed if you've been listening to it as well. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Keep watching scary movies. We'll see you next time. The boy is atrocious. Methinks Doth protests too much. <laughs> Me thinks Doth is an idiot. <laughs>